This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. This welcome, is Chicago. Welcome, Doors welcome, open welcome, on the left welcome, at Chicago. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chicago. Coming from the 606 Media Studios, this is the TCSF Podcast with Big Z. Featuring Ivan Vargas from the Tape Never Lies. What's up, brother? How are you? What's going on, Big Z? How are you? Oh, man, it, it is bear season now because, you know, my baseball season's over, so it is legit baseball bear season and, for me. Oh, we're going oh, to talk about Oh, that. I know you're going to go in on me, and you know what? <laughs> I, I definitely deserve it, just like my sad-ass team deserves to be spanked. Uh, <laughs> episode 157 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your shirts now. Uh, you can find us on the socials. You can find us at uh, IG, True Chicago Sports Fans, uh, 606 Media Group, Big Z underscore 606 Media Group. Uh, Ivan, what's your uh, socials? Uh, just I just got the X app now, so it's oh. Ivan V underscore TTNL. Okay, awesome, awesome. Go ahead and follow him for your uh, Bears news. Uh, don't forget, you, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash True Chicago Sports Fans. Go over there and click on the support button, and you can subscribe for a little as 99 cents a month. So, Ivan, what's been going on since the last time we talked to you? It's been a couple weeks, so uh, what's going on with you, man? Not much, man. Just, uh, you know, continuing to keep an eye on the Chicago Bears and still being uh, hopeful that these Cubs hold on to the hold on to that wild card spot. I think there's like a three-way tie and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. other than that, you know, nothing much, man. Like it just been kind of a chill couple weeks. Uh yeah, just excited for football season. Oh god, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you didn't so you didn't go to their water show? No. It's no, actually no. going I, on right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's going on right now. But actually it was funny, my dog my dog went nuts yesterday because like he heard he picked up the jet noise before yeah. i did so oh, i'm yeah. looking at him like what are you doing bro like what and then i realized i'm like oh okay it's a, like you caught the jet like you heard it before you know like 15 20 seconds before it even of course i even heard it so <laughs> i, I realized i realized that he was being uh tormented a little bit by the noise but it's i, I don't really like after being in the navy and like seeing First time. On, a, on an aircraft carrier on the deck like seeing him take off seeing them land seeing them, you know what i mean it's I, i've i'm impressed still but it's I, I don't need to be there like you know what i mean like <laughs> I've, I've seen it i've seen it i've seen it plenty of times so. it, it's like uh you work in the food industry and you're like oh let me go check out the kitchen see how they make food right no right, right, you don't right. want to do that <laughs> exactly <laughs> just bring me my meat bring me my steak um, yeah, I mean, I actually went on Friday. I went to the lake. I parked at 31st Street, and then I took a walk. I walked all the way to the Shedd Aquarium, and then I caught about two hours worth of the practice. So I was like, this is good enough for me. There was no crowd. I'm on the Shedd Aquarium, you know, campus. I get to see them. I got to see the Blue Angels and the other ones. I mean, they were literally put on a show, and I was like, how close are they when they're, in, like, in that formation? I wanted to know, like, is it, like, 30 feet? Yeah. 20 feet i mean it's pretty close yeah i don't I, yeah I, I w- i'm not gonna go ahead and guesstimate but I'm, <laughs> i would imagine it being down to like maybe under 20 feet maybe 50, 50 maybe yeah, maybe yeah. five something like that i mean that's so. some impressive things to do that they you know, i mean what they do i think i seen one go up to the stratosphere and then i lost it in the i was like where'd it go 
where'd it go? Like those, <laughs> those guys are impressive in what they do. So um, I was enjoying it. Unfortunately, I don't have any friends that have boats or else I would have been on a boat watching that stuff because that looks pretty cool to do. I know. We got to find some boat friends. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. We got to find boat friends. Some Calino wine mixer boat friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what else I do. Uh, seen, I seen the No Water and Weekend guys this week. Uh, filled in bowling with them. I bowled like shit. Uh, my regular, my regular week bowled like shit. So I don't want to talk about bowling. <laughs> the good thing about bowling is always next week to redeem yourself. Uh, let's see anything else I did. Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. Just literally been uh, cleaning my place out. And my place like a damn warehouse because I have all my teaching supplies. And then, like, all the accumulation of bullshit I have here. I mean, the office is pretty <laughs> clean in here, but uh, you have a sweet office, dude. All that bare stuff. and uh, No, tr- yeah, but it's, it, trust me. I'm looking around. I'm like, man, this 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 place could be clean, too. <laughs> like, this, <laughs> like, this place could be a, a little bit cleaner, so. Yeah, I got too much memorabilia. It's, it's all st- housed in this room and in the living room where I have all my White Sox stuff. Um but it's 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 a lot. It feels like the room is uh, the house is exploding with sports stuff. Looks good though, man. Thanks, brother. All right, in this episode, we're gonna break down game two of the Bears uh, preseason, and uh, we're gonna check in on our baseball teams to see how they're doing. All that and much more with stirring the pot and what you're looking at. So let's get started with the big three with Big Z. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am big, I am big Z, and you guys are not. So let's start with story number one. I'm gonna try to make Ivan laugh. Um, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what would, I want to know what you would do in this situation for story number one. You find seventy pounds of cocaine floating in the ocean while you're fishing. Oh man, what would I do? Uh huh. Well, I'd make a few phone calls <laughs> to some people who know what. They or what they do. I would call people who know what they would do, and then I'd be like, "All right, here you go." <laughs> like, <laughs> you you would you would refer this. to the experts. Here's, yeah, here's this, and now you give me something else in return, and we could call it a day. It, hypothetically, if I found some baking soda, <laughs> right? Yeah, the mayor, the mayor of Tampa, Florida, found a big catch. When she found 70 pounds of cocaine floating in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, she discovered it on July 23rd on a fishing trip with her family. She has been. She was a police officer, so I'm guessing, you know, she did the right thing. I don't know, me and oh, you, she, someone who doesn't make that much money, might have been a different story. I mean, yeah, you could sort of just... I wish you could just sell it back to the government, but that's a different story. Yeah, like right? you know, that's like when you find story. when you find a firearm to give you a gift card, you know, right, that kind right. of exchange. Like, hey man, I just found uh, you know I found like seventy pounds of cocaine. Can I exchange it for some money, please? <laughs> like you guys do with it what you will. Yeah, just give me give me a third of it because it was valued street value of one point one million. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good with a hundred thousand. Okay, that's ten percent. That's ten percent finder fee, right? There you go. Oh my god! I, I it's funny because I'm looking at the image and these uh. uh Recording these, stopped. What the hell? Oh, I know why. Anyways, um, the bricks have a uh, butterfly on them with like pink and purple and bluish things. So I, I mean, that's how you can tell who made them and who, what cartel is part of it. So right, right. <laughs> Oh yeah, I definitely uh, would would make. I mean, some. but like it's like you with your family and like you're the mayor. It's like how do you 
Like, what do you do now? It's like, it's like, here's the problem. Like, the problem's in your backyard. Right. Like, she's like scooping it out and shit. Right, right. <laughs> Mom, what you gonna do with that? Uh, I'm gonna turn it in. Shut up. Shut up. Don't shut up. Don't shut talk. <laughs> go, go down. Go, go, go down. to another room. Yeah, go, go to the other room. Go down. Go below deck. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Story number two, and this one I think is gonna hurt if it bit you. A uh, spider bite that can cause permanent boners. <laughs> yeah. A supermarket in Austria was evacuated after a highly venomous spider was spotted in a store. The creature has a bite that can not only kill, but cause permanent erections. The deadly arachnoid is in question is Brazilian uh, wandering spider and is reportedly spotted in the store. The creature uh, has reached Europe before and usually hiding in bunches of bananas being shipped to the store. It is a four inch black and red spider, apparently, that popped up in a supermarket, which is whatever where in austria um but they had to shut that whole place down because it was super scary it is it's an ugly looking spider but i don't know man i mean a, a permanent erection can you deal with that i think isn't there remember that show a thousand ways to die or like yes whatever it was yeah. i think they did a episode about this exact spider where like the dude got bit he had like this he had a boner for forever and yeah. then like he died no because of, like something yeah because there's like there's something like with the venom of the spider like you have this boner but then like all of a sudden you die like like you can't get rid of it and then I, i'm like i said i'm not an expert but i'm pretty <laughs> sure i heard of this before. i mean you should be a boner expert right i mean expert in boners <laughs> boner expert <laughs> bring in the expert Bring in a boner expert, please. <laughs> That's on your badge, boner expert. <laughs> boner expert. I mean, uh, so whatever I, I give you, or would you rather? Would you rather have this happen to where you have a permanent erection or where it would diminish your... I mean, obviously, you don't want to diminish your, your libido forever. So it's like, which one would you want? I, I would a regular one, <laughs> a plain old regular one. Uh, I don't know. Like I wouldn't. Like obviously, you could have some fun. Oh yeah. But, but like I said, I mean, I'm looking it up right now. I'm pretty sure after a while with that spider, you you, you die. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure that's it. it. Doesn't go away, and then like something happens like to you where you. They either have an aneurysm or some type of crap. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it would be dangerous, but it would be a lot of fun, especially if you found story number one and then got bitten by story number two. <laughs> you found uh, <laughs> 70 kilos of uh, cocaine and uh, permanent erection. You have a lot of fun. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. You, the, <laughs> you got one in one hand and then you got the other in the, <laughs> the other hand. <laughs> Woo, that'd be a great weekend. Uh, that's a movie right there. Uh, story number three, and this is kind of sad, and I'm, I'm going to hit some a little bit of your childhood, and hopefully you do remember this show. Do you remember the show King of the Hill? Of course. Oh, man. I love that show. So earlier this year, uh, uh, what's his name is, uh, Ch- is it Chad Hardwick or something like that? I mean, yeah, no, jo- uh, John Johnny Hardwick, who voiced uh, Dale Gribble, passed away at 64. Uh, I mean, he, he was the, the, one of the funniest characters on there, and he was uh, created by Mike Judge and Greg Daniels. And if you don't know their work, go look them up. They have funny shit all over the place. But uh, King of the Hill ran from 97 to 2010. 
he was a writer, editor, producer, and voiced a character. So he was in- integral to the part uh, to the show, and they were supposed to be reviving it for Hulu. So, um, can, tell me a little bit about uh, your experience with King of the Hill. Bro, I mean, I remember watching when it first came out back in the day. I was obviously into the Simpsons, you know, right. a little bit, but that was like the first like non-Simpsons, you know, animated. Uh, cartoon that I was into, like a, more the adult side, you know what I mean? Right. But King of the Hill, dude, every every time I watch King of the Hill and I watch the reruns now, it's like I always find something funny that I missed. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it be somebody saying something slick or, or whatever, always find something, you know, that you, that you miss. But with that, you know, Dale's character, Dale, uh, Dale Gribble, like you have classic lines, you got classic episodes. It, it's, it's unfortunate because because I know they're having a uh, revival, right? The like King of the Hills coming back or yeah. something like that, mm-hmm. with um, where it's like a fast forward into the future, right? So it's gonna it's gonna be disappointing, you know. Obviously, not having you know uh, the original voice of Dale Gribble there, and yeah, it's just gonna be it's gonna suck. It's gonna be a little different, but I, hopefully they have a uh, a good plan to to make the show a good writers to make this show uh, make the show good. Because yeah. I mean, the original King of the Hill was just fantastic. It sure was, and if people don't know, it was a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. I did not know. Ah, yeah, yeah. It was like one of those spinoffs of Beavis and Butthead, and it was little. It's just like The Simpsons in its early age. It was the the animation was grimy and all that stuff. But right. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> Mr. Hank Hill was was one of the uh, spinoffs. So, um, I, I, what I what I think I read was that they are that he voiced already some episodes. Um, so I don't know what they're gonna do. As far as you know, giving him an arc for an exit, but uh, you know they're they're very smart dudes over there and, and chicks that that do all the writing. So I, I'm pretty sure that they'll write it out correctly and they will um, you know do it do them do, do some honor. Like I did see a, a meme of you know the guys in the in the alley drinking and it was just his hat on the floor. Yeah, sucks. I mean it's yeah, it, like you see stuff like that and you're like, damn, like. It's right. Like Dale's gone. Like, what are they gonna? How? how I want to. I want to know how they're gonna write that in. If they. If they even do write it in. Right. You know. Or maybe they go ahead and they find another uh, voice actor. Oh to yeah. Play Dale. But. Or oh, AI, right? AI does right. that AI. shit now. Oh, that's right. AI can do that shit. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, hopefully, he's. Hopefully, the character's in. You know the the revival. Like, I would definitely want to see Dale Gribble in the revival. Maybe they could do something where he's like. I don't know. He fakes his own death, right? That's something. That's something Dale would do, right? Because wasn't <laughs> you know what I mean? wasn't Dale's wife cheating on him all the t- all the time? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, we can, you can write it off so easily with that. You know, somebody kills him for for uh, finding him, him with his wife, somebody with his wife and whatever. But you know, it, it, it's sad because it's like the the voices of our youth and our actors of our youth are, are passing away, and it's like um, uh, Kevin Conroy who voiced uh, Batman. You know, right. when he passed away, and then you have Mark Hamill who said, "I will never voice the Joker anymore because he was my partner. He was, he was the only person I can bounce off like that." And he's like, "I won't bounce. You know, I won't do the Joker voice ever again." So, it it, it takes a toll on on the rest of the cast, especially if you're doing it for so many years and you have that camaraderie and and that that family uh, atmosphere. So, uh, rest in peace, Mr. Johnny Hardwick. You will be missed, and uh, you best believe we will be watching some more King of the Hill. Just to honor you. No doubt. All right. I am Big Z, and that's news to me.
We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey, this is Mikey O, and you're listening to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Don't forget to visit Mikey O at Mikey O Show or www.mikeyoshow.com. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with Big Z featuring Ivan from the Tape Never Lies Network. Um, you know what time? It, it is Bears time, man. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, boy. This is three and out. All right, so I enjoy watching the Bears because I love Bears, and and I don't want to. I'm not a person that breaks down every little nitty gritty thing with the Bears, but I know you do, and that that's your passion is the Bears. So, uh, for three now, I want three good things and one thing we should punt out. Three good and one thing we should punt. Okay, I think I got it. Ready awesome, to go. go for I it. I think I got them. Okay, <laughs> so let's do let's do the three good things first. Yeah. Uh, Tyson Bajan, the backup quarterback for the Chicago Bears, I think he was is, slinging it. He looks very good. I'm not. I don't want to go jump to conclusions and say that you know we're talking about Tom Brady or something like no, that. No, no, no. But from what I've seen, his comfortability in the pocket, the way he throws the football, his accuracy, his demeanor, you know, on the football field, the kid looks like he belongs in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I know it's just a couple of preseason games, but if you're, you know, if you're somebody like me who's like into it and loves loves the game of football and loves watching, you know, all the stuff that, you know, regular fans either they get, you know, too bored with or don't really understand, like he just looks the part. He looks like and he's he's delivering in his play. So for me, I, like Tyson Bajan is one of the bright spots uh, for the Chicago Bears this off uh, this preseason. I hope that he gets that the wins the second QB job because I think he's I think as the Bears as an organization where you're going, you don't need to go ahead and look back to a Nathan Peterman or a PJ Walker even. It's like do do we need to see what they have? No. We already know what they have. So, you know, Tyson Bajan coming in and Looking like looking pretty good here in the, in the first couple of games. I think it really puts the pressure on the Bears to make a decision between Peterman and PJ Walker because I think Beijing is going to be. I think he's safe. I don't think they're going to allow him to, you know, to uh, walk away. Uh, uh, what, what, how do I say it? They're not going to allow him to go to the waiver wire so right. he can get picked up by another team because you have to go through. They have to drop the player. He has to pass through waivers before you could put him on, practice on the uh, on the practice squad. Correct. So I don't think you could risk a Tyson Bajant slipping out and somebody just saying, "Hey, I picked him up 
and look at what it, and he becomes something like that's that would be that would be devastating and, and it's something the Bears that you know the Bears haven't done is develop somebody any quarterback really but develop a quarterback that you know is a young guy who is a quote-unquote project mm-hmm. like they've never been able to do any of that so if this kid you know and, and like I said he, he doesn't look like a project to me out there but if this kid could go continue in his trajectory he's going to be the number two guy behind Justin Fields uh number two thing that I saw Roshan Johnson I give him the way he runs the football, the way he like he's out there all the time. Special teams, he's out there, you know, offense obviously. But when you see him run the football, he's got this, he's got this aggressiveness and this will to keep like keep going forward. Like yep. you never see him 100%. get pushed back, you never see him get dro- driven back. Yeah. He's always going forward, um, and it, he just seems to me that. The way that they've described him as like being a leader, being a guy that's the first guy out there, he's the last guy, as hard of a worker as that 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 they've alluded to, he is. I see it. Like you could see it. You're starting to see it, especially when he's out there more and more. Um, the more time he gets with the first team offense, I think the better he's going to be. I really, I really think about the middle of the season, you're going to have a real good problem with three pretty solid running backs in Herbert. Uh, Foreman and then uh, Roshan Johnson, even Travis Homer. Homer's not like, don't, don't sleep on him because he can run the football as well. He's, he's a pretty solid back in his own right. The guy that I would say is the odd man out would probably be Travis Ebner. Okay. He got, um, I know he got hurt uh, last in the year. first preseason game, but it, he wasn't impressive last season when, when he was um, the third guy. He wasn't impressive. This postseason, uh, this preseason at all in training camp or in any of the in the game that he did play, I, I think I think he's going to end up being the odd guy out. I really do. Um, third, I would say you know that secondary, the young guys on defense, the younger guys on defense, they look like they're they still need work. Obviously, they're still young, but a guy like Tyreek Stevenson, mm-hmm. who's just honestly, I think he might be. When it's all said and done, I think he might end up being cornerback number one wow. for the Chicago Bears. I wow. really do. Like, I really do. Like, he missed out on another interception, which you gotta, you gotta start making these plays, right? Is that the one in like, the end zone? He's going to get one. Was that the one yeah, in the end zone? Went through his hands. Right, right, right. Okay. And then he missed one. I think the week before, same way. Yeah. Like he he undercut it, but he just he just missed it. I think he's going to get his hands on on a few footballs this season. Quite a few footballs, actually. I think he might. I want to go ahead and just say. I could see him with six to seven interceptions. He does look like a ball hawk. Yeah, because he's he's very aggressive, and not only not only in the air, not only when the ball's in the air, but as soon as the receiver or running back is making a catch, he's there to wrap and hit your ass. Like he's not he's not an arm tackler like some of the some of the cornerbacks that we right. see. He's, he doesn't shy away from it. He actually looks like he relishes it. And he goes, you know, it's 110% when he makes these tackles. And I really enjoy seeing that. But, yeah, I would say the third best thing would be that uh, that young secondary. Uh, you know, obviously, Brisker is going to be a big part of it. Eddie Jackson. Right. You have Jalen Johnson. Who knows what he's going to, you know, become. And then, you know, Kyler Gordon obviously has been a force out there. Mm-hmm. He's been turning a lot of heads. So, young secondary would be that my uh, third uh, positive uh, one that we're going to punt away, it's got to be Peterman and PJ Walker. Those I was going to ask backup quarterbacks. I was going like to ask the, you about that two quarterbacks because the young kid, like I was watching, I was watching a little bit at the bar, and I'm like, 
This kid is rolling out to the right and just and in motion, just in the breadbasket as the receiver's running in motion, just right there, perfect. He, like you said, his accuracy is undeniable when you're seeing that. Yeah, he's getting rushed out of the pocket. Yeah, well, our, our fourth line ain't that great. So he's making the best out of it. He's, he's reading the defense great. He sees the rush coming in. He dumps it off to the running back. Here you go, kid. Give away five, four, five yards. And like you said, he's, he's you know, he's getting falling forward. Always falling forward. Pushing that, you know, the pile or uh, when he gets wrapped up, still moving his feet. So I agree with you. I don't see, because P.J. Walker is more like Justin Fields and is kind of the way he throws and the way he, he uh, is a quarterback. Yeah, they well they're hoping for that. Like that's what that's why they signed him. Right. They're hoping for that. But like like I said, we're like the way I've been seeing it in training camp when I was there at Family Fest, at you know during the games here when you when we're watching it, mm-hmm. PJ Walker just does not seem to have any type of uh, urgency. Uh, he just doesn't seem comfortable. He, uh. he, he's not settled. Like everything just seems like PJ Walker's winging it at, at, at you know at best okay. when he's out there getting uh, playing football. So. I don't know. His accuracy's off. He he's like I said, he seems lost out there. Nathan Peterman, I can't really knock him as much, but he's not. I mean, he's it's he's a guy that's he's a journeyman. Need, like he he's just another guy. He's gonna be a backup quarterback. He's yeah. gonna probably sign with somebody else if he doesn't sign with Chicago. Right, he's a journeyman. He's, yeah, he's a journeyman. But you're not getting anything. Like you're not like Nathan Peterman isn't pushing the button. Right, he's not. He's not uh, uh, tipping the meter, dude, for you. So it's like, why do you, why waste, why waste time? You know what I mean? In a roster spot on a guy who, you know, is already proven what he is in the NFL, and you know, especially with a younger guy who can be snatched up out from under you in a blink of an eye if you screw around and 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 let him go. Yeah, yeah. There's not many good quarterbacks out there. And especially, there's not many good backup quarterbacks. So using this kid who has that energy, that fire, looks like he can read a defense. Um, he has he's comfortable with pressure. He looked really, really good. And like I like I'm gonna have to agree with you. He's got to be the number two quarterback. Uh, PJ does not look like he belongs in in our offense or any offense. I don't I don't. He's always he, I know he's going for that long ball and he's always overthrowing it. And I'm like, there's no need for that. There's no need for that, um, I, but I agree with you. And then I, the running back situation is good to have a, a bag of riches. So, and I and and this defense looks it, like it's going to be you know top ten, maybe top fifteen. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You think that this defense could, can be top fifteen? I, I have to. I want to. I want to give it a month and see where that because the defense I feel like is going to. I feel like they might start out a little slow mm-hmm. just because of all like the new guys on there. But I feel like if they could, if they can get on a roll towards that middle of the season, they could find out, you know, they could come together and find out what works for them, what they're good at, what they're not good at. I think this defense could have potential to be a top 15 defense next year. Right okay. now, I just, I just don't know. There's too many question marks still, mm-hmm. even though I'm excited about it. Yeah. But right now, I would say at best, they're probably going to be. I could say I could say just past fifteen, like mm-hmm. not not into the twenty, like maybe fifteen to twenty, somewhere around that range. That's still a good good place to be because they were one they dead last. 
yeah, it was better than last year. Like 15 <laughs> spots up better than last year. So, right. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah, it's 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 hard to it's hard to go ahead and judge, especially when they're in preseason mode. And it's like we 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 want to see it live. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like half the time, there's so many substitutions during a preseason game. You're not getting the best on like the top guy on top guy right. matchups. Mm-hmm. You know that you would be getting during the season. So, all right, so. Are they going to carry three quarterbacks? You know, I, I, I think if they don't, if they don't eat the contract of PJ Walker, they will. If they're like, you know what, we signed him, it's two million dollars. Let's keep PJ Walker because you know you never know. And Nathan Peterman's the odd man out. I think that's probably the 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 most likely case. Okay. I, I mean, you you've seen that this GM is aggressive. And is yeah. willing to make the unpopular deals, the unpopular moves. Um, you know, he's, he even said it when he signed uh, Ngakwe. He's like, you guys kept hounding me to sign this kid. I'm like, here you go. He signed. And he, he's he's a stud. So yeah. um, I, I'm really excited to see the Bears week to week. Um, I think that the defense is going to improve. The offense looks like it's improving. It is an improvement season. It's uh, everybody's like, "Oh my God, we're gonna go to the playoffs!" And if we go to the playoffs, great. This this, this reminds me of the fifteen Cubs. We got a lot of young talent. We just got to see them play together, get that cohesiveness. Yeah, if they make a splash and go to the playoffs, sure, get that experience. But next year, we're coming for your ass. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, no, I agree, one hundred percent. I don't see. We talked about like records before, and I said, you know, on the top end, you probably see a ten-win team mm-hmm. at best. Like right. at their very best, everything goes well. Everybody's healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But realistically, realistically, and how things work, you know, how things usually typically play out in the NFL, I think you're going to see a team between eight, you know, between seven and nine wins. Probably more likely towards seven. Yeah. You know, that's probably like that'll be their average you know if you want to if you want to say that's that's where i think that they would end up but hell if 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 things go badly you know god forbid who knows what who knows what this team might be so like let's just take it week by week i know it's cliche week by week assess it you know assess it after four weeks and then we go from there this team is just way too young to be like you know what they're gonna go out and be fucking super bowl champions this year it's just (laughs) You know how it, Bears it, fans it's are. Reali- it's it's not realistic. Like it, it, I could, t- I understand saying, "Hey, we're gonna go out and compete for a playoff spot, yeah. a wild card spot, mm-hmm. something like that." But there's some people that are like, "Yep, they're gonna win 11, 12 games, and they're gonna they're gonna do this, and it's gonna be a, a quick chain turnaround." And it's like, okay, if you want to continue to believe that, you said that last year, right? You know, you remember you said that they were gonna do that last year. I had a bunch of double digit. Uh, uh, you know, guys coming coming over and say, "Hey, they're they're going to go make a run." And say, like, no, dude, no. There's absolutely not. Nobody mm-hmm. nobody saw it last year. I don't see it this year. But like you said, if they build and like this team, you know, gets to eight nine wins and is fighting for a wild card spot, or let's say gets in, you know, to a wild card spot, or just you know just misses, all the potential, all the momentum is going into next season. Mm-hmm. You have you have multiple first round draft picks you have still you have a bunch of money to go sign another free agent mm-hmm. or two you got you have it all right right at your fingertips if you if you go ahead and have a decent season like I, you don't have to have 
a 13 win season for for uh your team to be on that radar of taking the next step next not year? at all not at all I, I like you like you said it's like seven wins is where the marker what we see where we're gonna end up at eight wins possibly if we get the 10 wins that's gravy but what what we, it's a building year and we have to keep looking it forward week to week and kind of like what lovey said we got to look at this this season in quarters like the first quarter is going to start off slow. We got to get our module together, make some adjustments and move forward. And then second and third and fourth quarters when we should have all of our bearings and running on a, on a full second gas. Mm-hmm. But I got one question before we punt it out of this. Like I got one more question. Does this GM as aggressive as he is make a trade at the, you know, if, if we're, if we're winning and we're on all cylinders and we're, we, our tra- trajectory is to get into the playoffs, is he going to be that aggressive to make a trade to put us over the hump? Because there's not a lot of trades in the NFL. You know, baseball, basketball, uh, hockey, you know, trade deadlines, it's crazy. But it's not like that for NFL. Does this GM pull the trigger and make a trade to push him over the edge? Um, It's, it's tricky because, like, you make trades for – you make big trades like that for, like, let's say a defensive end. A pass rusher, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Um, somebody who could go get after the quarterback in the playoffs, and you know, you could trust that he, he you know what I mean, he, he, a certified dog that's going to go get after it, get you a bunch of sacks, and put your defense in a position where it's locked down. You hired an assassin, um, right? Another another position I could see would be wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You need a playmaker, but for the Bears, I just don't see. I, I don't see it. I don't see them making any type of trade. Um, this year at all, I think they're going to go in with the guys that they have. Okay. Um, if something were to happen, like an injury, then then maybe. But as of right now, I just I, I could see them just playing it straight and saying, "All right, we're going to give all the guys that you know, all, all our young guys that we brought in, we're going to give them this opportunity to go prove themselves." And then if you know, if something goes like if if it goes well, awesome. If it goes wrong, I think they're going to focus on next year's off season. To make any you know personnel moves well you heard it here first from ivan and the tape never lies so uh we're gonna punt it off uh to commercial break and we'll be right back after these messages Two Chicago sports fans show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. What up? It's Martin Moreno, and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with Big Z in the hot seat. Today it is Ivan from the Tape Never Lies Network. And you know what? It is time to talk about the winning baseball team in Chicago. It is time to talk about the Cubbies. So 
about time. Yeah, about time. No, I mean, my season's been over for uh, since April. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, you know, the Cubbies came and conquered the White Sox for the Crosstown. They won three out of four. That last game, I literally was on the betting app and I was like, oh, well, you know, the White Sox had bases loaded and didn't do anything. Let me put some money because I know our bullpen sucks. And it locked me out. It locked me out the entire ninth inning. And I was going to put 20 bucks on the Cubs to win. And it was plus 780. I would have came up with some change and got me a nice steak. But no, no. Thank you, FanDuel. Thank you very much. For locking you out. For locking me they out. Know, they know what's up. They know what's up. Yeah, they fucking know what's up. Like the Simpsons. They know the whole future. <laughs> but they know the bull. They, they knew the. They got the memo about the White Sox bullpen as well. And I even. I was even sitting there. You know, as I, I watched the whole game, obviously, but I was just like, man, how did we just lose two games to this team? Like, the, you know, the, the day before was kind of a rough one. Like, I thought we should have, you know, I thought we should have won that, but let this guy continue to throw weak ass sliders that just spin <laughs> up there. And, you know, somebody's going to hit it out. And that just happened to be. Louis that was Robinson. Hendricks, right? That was Hendricks pitching? Uh, yeah, it was. Oh, no, was it Hendricks? Yeah. I think no, the no, first. No, 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 no. At the time, I don't think it was Hendricks pitching. Oh, okay. Well, Hendricks is getting tagged too. Hendricks has been getting tagged, but yeah. you no, know, I was just like, this is done. Like I was, I was kind of, I was pissed. And then, you know, you, you see the, the top of the order coming up, and obviously, it's you got to stay, right? You got to, you're not going to just get up and go to bed and leave at that point, right? And as soon as Cody hit the the double, I was like, like okay, we're in business. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. we're in business. Did I think it was going to be a walk off home run? Fuck no. I thought we were going to manufacture some runs, get two, and then probably possibly tie the game. But just seeing Christopher Morrell and, like, just the way that he flew around the bag, the way that him ripping the jersey off, them go, it gives me 2016 vibes. Yes, 100% 20, 2015, does. 2016 vibes. These guys love like, to play with each other. They play for each other. They're all yeah. on the same side of the rope pulling the same direction. Exactly, and it it may not be this year. Like, don't get me wrong; it may not be this year. This year might be that 2015 uh, uh, year where they, you know, they they learn how to win, mm-hmm. and they learn, you know, they lose, they learn how to win, and then they go in and they have a great season the year after. I, I'm hoping that's the case, but like you had mentioned, you said it perfectly. They're all on one side of the rope, pulling together for each other. They love they love playing. They love the they love the game. They love their teammates. It just, they're, they're very, it's the polar opposite of what's going on on the South side. Yeah, the, the South side, opposite. the South side, I, is, I, honestly, it's, it's a four-way, it's a four-way rope. Everybody's pulling yeah. on their own direction. That's what that is. Exactly, exactly. And I was, everybody was, I, I thought the White Sox were going to be that team, right? You know, Ricky's boys don't quit. They, um, yeah. You know, you guys are now that they, they're not Ricky's boys, so they obviously they just quit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it, it's it's true that like they, I thought they were going to be this team. I thought the Cubs were in bad, 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 uh, a bad, bad, bad spot. Um, headed back into some like dark times for the Cubs, but dude, I, I'm the Cubs, happy. Yeah, the Cubs. The, out this way. the Cubs are very surprised um, coming out of. You know, spring training. You look at what you had. You're like, oh man, we don't really have pitching. Um, our pitchers are are either young or Drew Smiley or you know some reclamation projects. Our bullpen was great at second half, best bullpen in 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 MLB last uh, after the All Star break last year. But that doesn't always repeat to the next year. 
the bullpen was shaky. Uh, Hendricks was out for a while. Uh, Bellinger was out for a while. Like you had a, a a bunch of adversity over and over and over, and these guys kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Shit, Nikki two strikes. This motherfucking midget hits, when he hit that home run. I hits was a, like, thanks, socks. Yes, yeah. all, all Jason yeah. Benetti about it. Hold thanks, on, socks. On, on. I think I got that. <laughs> thanks, Cubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's exactly what I meant. I was like. This dude has like three career home runs. Two of them, I think he has two of them with, or maybe all three with the Cubs. And I'm like, there's no way of like any other ballpark that shit's caught or it's a, you know, it's it's a single or double. He's put a charge. I'll say this about about Nick Madrigal. He's, it, it surprised me. It was It was a shock. But he's been putting a, a, a charge into some baseballs as of late. Like they're obviously not all getting out because of his stature. Right. But. He's he's been putting the ball pretty hard, pretty pretty hard, and I'm not. Like I said, I'm 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 surprised it got out, but I'm not totally 100 percent surprised that you know he hit a home run in that spot because he's been hitting the ball really really hard as of late. Yeah, he he does go on you know a good two to three week uh, uh you know bender of hitting hitting balls. He's always been a contact guy, and that's why we we loved him on, on the south side because he was Nicky two strikes. It doesn't matter. He's gonna get a, you know some contact. He's not gonna strike out. He's got to go uh, train with Altuve. Whatever Altuve is eating to hit home runs, he's got to do the same thing because they're they're almost the same size. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was pissed. I was pissed when that shit hit the basket. I was, I was like, this is the beginning of the end for this game because it literally you had bases loaded, zero outs, and three strikeouts. Then Nicky two strikes hits a home run. I'm like. This is the beginning of the end, uh, and I was like, "Nope, nope, I'm locked out, motherfucker." And you know what? I've always been a fan of Morel since he came up. Um, you know, he was playing amazing outfield when you know you guys were putting him in garbage time. Um, he was hitting great last couple of years. He's a five-tool stud in my eyes. He's a five-tool stud. He can play anywhere. He's got power. He's got range. You could put him anywhere in the lineup, and he produces. He is going to be. He has to be one of your cornerstones moving forward. Yeah, I, we'll see what happens. Because I mean, look what happened to the other cornerstones that we had that we thought were going to be cornerstones. They ended up getting traded away. But, but they were past their prime at that point. No, not past Chris, their prime. Chris, Chris Bryant was past his prime. Uh, Bias was past his prime. Look what they've done since they left the Cubs. Absolutely but they, nothing. But they were they were in their second and third years of. Uh, pro Ooh. ball, like no, 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 no. We're talking about. So we're talking about like, uh, okay, after the World Series, you guys didn't trade them till what nineteen? Just three years later, after they weren't no, producing twenty, they traded them in twenty in the, in the COVID year. Twenty. I know. I think. I think it might have been at the end of nineteen into twenty. Some, somewhere around. Yeah, because because Some, yeah, because Baez was in uh, Detroit by or no, he was in New York by then. Um, Baez might have Baez might have been, but I don't know if I don't know about Bryant. Bryant has been disappointing, nonetheless. How do you? So how can like, you not hit in? Well, I mean, he, they're probably. I didn't. I didn't watch the last two White Sox game. You know, I, that's a first. I didn't watch two straight White Sox game, so I don't know if Bryant play, played against the White Sox. But how do you? Not, how are you not able to hit in the friendliest ballpark in MLB? It's weird, man. Like. Look at Cody Bell. Like I, I bring up Cody, Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger was hurt 
right? Like, he, he even brings it up. He's like, I couldn't, I wasn't able to control the bat through the zone. So I couldn't keep the bat playing um, where I wanted it through the zone because he was hurt. So the, he comes to Chicago. They make some adjustments, get him stronger. Cody Bellinger's like, he could be an MVP candidate. He, I, I'm pretty sure he is an MVP candidate. Uh, comeback player of the year, I think, is definitely um, 100%. on the horizon. It's it, it should be in the consideration. Yep. He, if you get a guy like a Chris Bryant and give him a change of scenery, maybe figure out, hey, you're not as healthy as you thought. Mm-hmm. Maybe that can help him. But I just don't get it. I don't. I don't know. You you went from MVP Chris Bryant. And it's not like it's not like these struggles weren't showing up during his Cubs years. Yeah. You know, after 16, 17, Chris Bryant was often injured and he just never really had that same form. His every at bat was a hit or miss. Um, you were hoping for, you know, for there to be a change, but it just never looked like he was comfortable again um, up at the plate. I mean, after a certain point, just never looked like he was that comfortable at the plate again. Do you think it's because he's he's been training with his dad? Maybe he needs a new trainer to give him better analytics, better better view of things. But like you said, change of scenery, a change. You know, because little boxers do the same thing. Like you, you get tired, not tired, but you get accustomed voice. to the same yeah. voice, and sometimes that voice ain't penetrating to to make sense. Sometimes, because I, I, as a teacher, I do the same thing. You know, I, I may explain. You know what the assignment is three different ways like a visual and audio and and you know and and let me show you how to do a hand by hand but sometimes the kids don't get it and sometimes yeah. like you know what i tell my kids is like hey look if you don't understand what i'm saying look to your partner to your right to your left and maybe they get it and maybe they can explain it to a way, in a way that you understand that i can't do it and that's probably what you need because boxers go through that all the time like oh i'm gonna switch trainers a change of scenery and a change of voice it's probably what he needs. I really think that he should be designated to playing the outfield and not playing third base anymore just because of his back. He's always had back mm-hmm. issues. But also, I think he should be in a place where he doesn't have pressure to hit, uh, pressure to be that savior. Because he did take a pretty big contract uh, over there in, in Colorado. I think if he goes somewhere where, like, you know, the Dodgers, be a platoon uh, uh, player and get revived, go into a winning culture. Look what they did for Lance Lynn. Look what they, yeah. this motherfucker's got three wins, and what they all they told him told him to do was stop throwing the cutter. That's, That's it. That is all they told him to do. Stop throwing the cutter. It's getting hit. You're just leaving it out there. Everything else, your fastball's great. Everything else is great. All speed shit's great. Just stop throwing the cutter. And they just literally show him the analytics of what he's been doing. How are the White Sox not able to do that? I don't know. That's it's, it's mind blowing. And like you said, sometimes it just takes some uh, another set of eyes yeah. to see mm-hmm. what you don't see or what somebody else can't see. And you know, especially with hitting, like hitting, you you need to find like a there needs to be a balance. You have to have like like a, a you have to be almost numb when you're up there, right? Like you cannot be thinking, thinking. obviously. Yeah, you can't be you can't be th- you, well. You're thinking, but you're not thinking about eight different things. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. You're thinking about you're thinking about the zone. You're thinking about um, you know think about timing. You're thinking of certain things, but like you don't want to be flustered in here in your head 100%. at the plate because it's just not going to go well for you. So I, I I think Chris has a lot had a lot on his mind in his Cubs years. I think obviously he was a young 
becoming a young father, become you know having a young family. Um, I think a lot of those things, real life ended up. Well, not. I think it also affected him. I don't. I'm not saying it's the reason why he's sucking right now, mm-hmm. but obviously it's it, it affected him. It, it was affecting him here in Chicago. I don't know what the hell's affecting him in Colorado, but. You know, you would think you got everything, kind of mostly everything you wanted. You, you moved back at West with your family. You're closer to home. Uh, I believe he's from Nevada. Yeah. You know, you, you got kind of what you wanted, but what's the like? What's the issue? I just don't understand. Maybe it's um, maybe there's a disconnect between him and the hitting coach, or yeah, that, that, that could be disconnect, it. Yeah, disconnect between him and the ball club. I don't know, but this wasn't a uh, this isn't a Colorado Rockies problem. It was a Cubs problem as well. 100%. So they're not, it's not a brand new thing for Chris Bryant. No, he only played 42 games last season and hit 306. And it took him a while to get it, get that up. But he's at 65 games right now, batting 251. I mean, it, it, it doesn't look good. How many home runs? Uh, you know what? It doesn't say on the little Google thing here, but I can probably pull that up. Um, uh, I don't know. I I think you know maybe he goes with with Bryce, hangs out with his boy, and, and maybe that that's be, that'll be better. He has eight home runs. Eight home runs. Eight home eight runs. Eight home runs. From a guy who, like I said, was an MVP. We're talking about Chris Bryant possibly hitting forty home runs. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're back, back then, we we're talking about Chris Bryant being a thirty-five. Like, and and this is like uh, average a 30, 32 home run guy with over a hundred RBIs right. every year. Right. Like that's how Chris Bryant was was talked about when we first drafted him. You you gotta think that there's just some disconnect somewhere in his mechanics and you know in his approach. There's something that's just off of Chris Bryant because you it's it's an insane drop when you look at his his stats and when you look at his uh, you know his his career in the league. You went from the highest of highs MVP World Series. And then now you're here, and you just look like a you just look like an average player. You know what I mean? You don't look you you like Chris Bryant. The Chris Bryant name doesn't strike fear into anybody. Oh no! You know what I'm saying? Like so, there's got to be some type of some change going it, on. It reminds me some, of uh, Chris Davis from the Orioles. You know, was mm. an MVP caliber, hitting 40 home runs season after season. And then he comes the next season, and he just he can't hit. And, you know, it took for him to leave to go somewhere else um, to kind of get his bearings back. And that's the way it is. Sometimes you get into some bad habits with mechanics. You have a hitch or you're overthinking or you can't pick up the spin, whatever it is. Because, you know, sometimes I go to the cage and I'm like, all right, I'm going to work on hitting the opposite field. And I sometimes I, I, I put the phone up there and I'll, I'll record myself and I look at my mechanics and I'm like, all right, cool. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? Am I moving my hands too much? Am I dropping them? what am i doing and then you know it's simple stuff for me but they have all these tools and anal- analytics and coaches and i just i mean i know baseball and golf the hardest thing to do as far as being consistent and hitting the ball correctly but man what what a fall off yeah and like you look at some of these numbers like you know from 15 to 29 he had a uh, 18 he was hurt a lot i believe so he had only 13 well, 15, 26 home runs, 16, 39 home runs, mm-hmm. 17, 29, uh, 19, 31, you know, and then even um, even at 21 before he got uh, before he was traded, his total 
He had 25, 18 with the Cubs, 7 with the Dodgers. And now the two years with Colorado, 5 home runs and 8 home runs. Yeah, not getting and, it done. And it's funny because I remember when he was a free agent, I was like, the White Sox should sign him, put him in, put him in right field. Man, shit. Yeah, RBIs, RBIs has fallen off the, by the wayside. It's it's it, it's a it's kind of weird, man, because you you see Rookie of the Year, MVP, four time All Star, you know, World Series champion, and I don't know what the hell happened did, to, to to Chris Bryant. Did it, his hunger it, die? You know, I, 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 you know, I don't uh, like saying I don't like I don't like saying that about a lot of guys. But like, you know, sometimes you have to question it because of what's you know, the, the aesthetics around, the player, right? Yeah. So like, you know, you being a new a new father, you probably want to spend time with family. You're probably getting pulled twelve different ways, right? And you're a major league baseball player. Like that's I, I mean I don't, I don't want to make excuses for for the guy, but. You know, you got to think it is is are other things affecting Chris Bryant? Yeah, and we see that a lot with, with baseball players. Look at what Tim Anderson, right? When he had his baby mama drama, when he lost his best friend, like some guys can't carpent carpentum. I can never say that word. They're putting stuff in different boxes, right? right. Uh, you know, I, compartmentalize. Yeah, I can never say that word. Uh, you know, I, some people can't just go to work and think about work. Some people are obsessed with what's going on and they overthink and you know, high anxiety and you know all that stuff i get that that's life that's that's being human um some guys are good at it like oh i'm just gonna go to work and throw myself into work and concentrate on that and some guys just can't and as you've seen tim's been struggling and you know we you know we've seen what tim's doing and we've seen when tim is focused and what he can do maybe it's the same thing with chris maybe it's exactly the same thing like you said he's he's a new father he's being a new father he's in different directions he wants to be home he's gone six seven months out of the year i I don't know i I really don't know what's up with him but um yeah uh what do you before we switch over to the white Sox? anything on the cubs where do you see them going with uh the next couple of series well you know they ended up dropping that first one to To the royals royals yeah they always kind of drop the first game of the series it's it's kind of like lackluster i'm like what are you guys doing right there's always and it's it's always too. It's always like a. Uh, you're in the ball game. You probably should win this game, but and you they you end up finding a way to lose. And yeah. it's like okay, I guess we could just look past it. But you know you can't like that can't happen in a playoff series. No, you can't like, get you behind the ball. Like that can't. Yeah, you cannot get behind uh, um, at all. So I, I don't know. I, I think it. You know, it's still the regular season. You could just chalk it up to 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 that and be like, hey, it is what it is. But I I don't like them coming out flat, especially in a new series. Yes, a brand 100%. new series. You had a huge win against the White Sox. It should have carried over. Ride that wave. Yes. Yeah, ride that wave. Get a, get a second win, and then all of a sudden you get a third win, and then all of a sudden you're in a winning streak. To the Royals, yeah. which one of the worst baseball right. teams? They're worse than the White Sox, and they had like a ten game winning streak a couple weeks ago. But they're one of the worst teams in baseball. They traded away all their assets. You should be dominating this series. As simple as that. Yeah. I know they, they right now we're recording on Sunday, but they they should they play at one twenty. Well, in an hour, they should yeah, they definitely definitely take this game. And then they have the Tigers, who are a pesky team. They've yeah. been they've been beat. 
but these these are these are series you need to take. A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like like I was hoping that you get a sweep of the Royals. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Now now I'm like okay, well. Two out of three ain't best, bad. Best, yeah, two out of three, good, and then. You know, you're looking at the Tiger series. Hopefully, it's two out of three, and then you those next two series are four and four and two. You know, and so you got the Pirates for four games straight. That and that's Pirates, tough. And the Pirates, the Pirates are going to come to spoil everything. Yeah, because they started so the hot and such in. a promising team, and then uh, against the White Sox, their main player, their main outfielder, just blew out his knee or whatever it was, uh, sliding at home or whatever. Reynolds. Uh, yeah, Reynolds? Reynolds. Yeah, it was Reynolds. And then you got then you got the Brew Crew at home for three. Uh yeah, one no no two yeah three games starting yeah, the, uh the, end of August. You need to pad your you need to go ahead and pad the win column with these next two series because, like you said, the Pirates and the Brewers. The Brewers are are, are that's who we're looking up at. You You're know, literally the Pirates are and the yeah. Pirates are looking up at us. Yeah, and it's it's this is playoff time, man. Like I hope it's, I hope these young guys. I don't want them to you know obviously take it so serious that they go ahead and choke it away, but. You got to realize, hey, it's this is this is the time where regular season baseball can suddenly become playoff baseball in the blink of an eye because of what's going on in the standings and positioning. And yeah, if you look, you're literally playing the Central Tigers, Pirates, the Brewers. You got the Reds right after. Then you're playing the Giants, who are no fucking joke. You're playing the Diamondbacks, also no joke, because they're fighting for a wild card spot because the Dodgers are just dominating. Then you got the Rockies, the Diamondbacks again, the Pirates again, Rockies again, Braves for three, and finish the season against the Brewers. Those three games at the end of the season might define whether you get in or get out. Like you said, you got to pad those wins, those easy wins right now, because you don't want to be looking up on the last weekend of the season at the Brewers and trying to get in. No, not at all. You know, the Brewers are, they're going to, They've been doing well. Like they've been, they haven't been, you know, dropping in the standing. So it's it's going to be tough. Like this is, this is what you're, you know, this is what you want as a as a player, as a, as a competitor. You want that that opportunity to go and put um, put your mark on the season, put your mark on a career, you know, to start, especially with these younger guys. Right. But I I I really hope that they they win the games that they need to win because they'd all start i think it starts there like you could talk about being the brewers you could talk about the brave series and stuff like that but if you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat right i think it just it's just easier for you and it takes less off your plate don't focus on these other guys coming in beat the teams that you need to beat focus on today yeah uh, i totally agree all right, uh, we got to talk about the White Sox. So let's talk about the White Sox. We do. Uh, yeah, the White Sox. Oh my goodness, what a dysfunctional team! I just looked at the scores. Like I said, I did not watch the last two games just because I needed a break um, after that walk off. I literally needed to decompress and really reevaluate my my allegiance. And even though I do have a second team, which is the Dodgers, and doing great, I'm watching those games. But Jesus, the White Sox! What a effing disaster! What an effing disaster. Uh, let's see. Bob Nightingale is talking about that the uh, the White Sox are are looking internal for uh, internal review interviews are being conducted to determine whether dramatic changes are needed to be done at the f- team's front office and or coaching staff. We've been saying this for months, years. You've got a clean fucking house. Go, go, go to Atlanta. 
go to Tampa, go to the Dodgers, and poach the best talent that they have. Build from the bottom and go all the way up. Put that uh, that organizational infrastructure in. Everyone is doing the exact same thing from the from A ball all the way to the major leagues. Everyone's doing the same same exact philosophy. Feed the minor leaguers, pay them well, make sure they have great housing, make sure they're well taken care of. Give them all the analytics that they need from A ball all the way up. Stop fucking penny pinching. I hate that this team does that. This team has, I think, I think, I think if I read it was like nine or 17 scouts when other teams have like 40 and 50 scouts. That means you're not doing your job. Yeah, this is like, it really is a good old boy type of feel. Like, for instance, like if you're close to Jerry and everybody, I mean, we already know this. You're close to Jerry. You got a job for life. I need one. You know what I'm saying? I need one. yeah right you get, what's up jerry uh, <laughs> but uh no but seriously you you have a job for life and it's almost it's almost like you could do no wrong and that's not healthy you know what i'm saying like you only have 17 scouts are those the same 17 scouts that have been there for the past 30 years yeah like Moneyball. you know what i mean like, the same yeah, guys the same old right. guys in there, like oh that doesn't it's work the same yeah it's, it's, it's just the same cycle of people coming in coming through you gotta you got issues i the White Sox, the way that they operate, you know, it, it makes it makes you frustrated. And even as a Cubs fan, like obviously I'm not 100% involved in your you know, in the White Sox, but listening to it, you you're just frustrated because it's like, man, I, like I couldn't imagine being held hostage by one owner, you know, by one man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't imagine a. a the Cubs nowadays, like I'll be back in the day, I could see it, but like yeah. nowadays, I couldn't imagine like the Cubs, uh, like like sucking for a while or, or underachieving and under what being underwhelming, and them not making a, a move at the at, at the manager position or the GM position or you know something like that. It just it doesn't make sense for them not or for them to continue to play the same cards that they that they they get dealt. They play the same cards over and over. Kenny. Kenny, Rickon, and Jerry, they're all the same dude it, 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 when it's all said and done. I completely agree with you because um, I'm not. I, at the end of the day, the White Sox 2005 World Series was a pop up. It was a perfect storm. Everything went right. They went wire to wire. Never going to be done again. You know, close that book, put it, put it in the coffin, put it in a, in a time capsule. That's the only way you're going to be able to acknowledge it because it's not going to happen because they can never build sustained success. They haven't done, I think this last year was the first time they went to the playoffs or two years ago they went to the playoffs back-to-back years. First time in 100-something years. You cannot do that. You have to be like the Braves and the Dodgers where you're going to build and you know what? Let's give yourself a chance. Get into the playoffs. You never know what can happen. As long as you get into the playoffs, something can happen and something good will happen if you're in the playoffs every single year. It, it took the, the 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 Braves ten years to win a championship. Oh well, I will take ten years of being in the playoffs and being in the hunt and getting one championship, then getting one championship and dealing with fucking a disaster of of organization and reclamation projects. And oh, look at this guy—he has been out of baseball forever. And let's bring him in. And uh, Adam Laroche, yeah, you and your son, come on in. And uh, oh yeah, um, Clevenger, you have you hit your wife? Yeah, come on in. Like all these. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. It's allegedly. Um, 
all these bad things. Like, why are you bringing guys with bad characters? And why are you letting the clubhouse run itself? You have a bunch of kids and you had no authority figure. Ricky was the only authority figure that I that was there and they fired him. They fired him. Now, was yeah, he now a, that you look at it, yeah. Yeah, now that you look at it, Ricky was the like and he wasn't with the Cubs. Like he wasn't an authoritarian dude no. with the Cubs. No. But he definitely would look like he was tougher on the uh, on those guys than than uh oh my god. Then Tony. Oh yeah. Yeah, then Tony and and and, and Pedro. Oh. Looks like he he looks like he he was holding them to a, holding them accountable as younger players he better was. than the, than the last next two managers. Anytime Eloy or Yoan did a run hard to first or were lackluster on the field, he pulled them pulled them out of the game. Hey, sit down right here next to me. Now you're gonna watch the game, and we're gonna talk about what's going on in the game. He was a teacher. He was a father figure, and that's why they loved him because he held everybody to the same standard. And there was no need for a person to be outspoken. Even Tim, who's supposed to be outspoken, didn't really speak out of turn when he was with Ricky. Look what happened with Tony. Oh yeah, he's an old dude, but you know, whatever. You know, he lets me he lets me do whatever I want to do. Well, that was the beginning of the end of the White Sox right there. When you let them do whatever you want to do. You gotta remember these kids already got their bag. They got that six, seven, eight-year contract. They got their bag. They don't really care. You want? like, oh, I'm gonna go make music videos. I'm gonna get my new romper out, line out. To- I think that was looking back. It was definitely a mistake. 100. percent Pay them. Pay them right away. I, I get where it, if it worked out, you look like a genius. I guess. But his defense is great. A, it's just his bat is and his health is just horrible. Like I would have ponied up and gave the Boston Red Sox more to get Rafael Devers. Because they wanted Devers, and Boston's like, nah, I would I would have gave them even more. Here's some more cash. Here's whatever you need, but I want Rafael Devers. And look what that kid's doing now. I mean, the White Sox are are a frustrating team to be a fan of, and we do have a, a strong fan base. And I know Cup fans are always like, look, you know, oh, your, your stadium's empty. We average 25,000 people. It looks empty just because everyone's on the lower bowl and everybody likes to walk around. End of story. Mm-hmm. Not gonna, I'm not going to, you know, compare apples and oranges you guys have a full ball ballpark and it looks beautiful and it's a good time to go to no arguing that but you also have a winning team that helps if the white Sox had a winning team they would show up we're not tampa bay we're not miami that are averaging eighteen thousand dollars eighteen thousand fans and, and have a winning team that's not us but when the team sucks the fans don't show up and and, and rightfully so our problem is then Jerry was like, well, you guys didn't show up, so we're not going to spend any money. That's not how it works. You're getting a $100 million check day one of baseball from all the TV contracts. You've got money. I, I don't want to hear it. Every year, parking goes up. Every year, the, the, the stands, the, the concessions go up. I don't want to hear you don't have money in the third largest market in baseball. It's, it's very, very simple. Spend the money. Put people in place that are going to get you to win. You've got a clean house. I'm sorry. I was a big fan of Rick Hahn and how he, he tried to turn around this team. But if you're handcuffed by the people above you, then you know what? You're not standing on your, on you know, you don't have the balls to say no. I would have been like, no. If that's going to do, then fire me. I will find another job. I'm he's sorry. Gotta, he's got to look to, well, if they get, if they get fired. Right, let's Kenny and they will get Rick fired or get moved they up. Get they get moved up. You know how that goes. Right, yeah, yeah. They get fired up. 
Um, I'm sorry, well, I lost my country. If they get fired, they're going to end up moving more bodies this offseason. Like, more than they did during the uh, trade deadline. Like, I think you really need to look into... Tim's got to go. Tim, you got to look into... Is he a free agent? No, you got one more year. Club option. Okay, one more year. Okay, 12, Tim, 12 million. You, you look at... You're looking to move Tim. You're looking. You're going to take inquiries about uh, Yoan, Eloy. The only one that's safe is Lou Bob. I think, in my opinion, yep. like he'd be the only guy that I wouldn't move. What's like I don't on the main sure. roster? Like, Lou Bob is the only one. Uh, uh, yeah. Dylan Cease. Those and Dylan Cease. Okay. One and two. So so Cease Cease and and Robert. I probably those guys are untouchable. A hard no. But even even with that, that being said, if you got an offer that you can't refuse, then I mean, even you know that is up for discussion. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it would have to be the it would have to be obviously for season for Luis Robert. It would have to be some type of murderers, you know, uh, uh, just treasure trove of uh, of gifts. And I don't think you could find that anywhere. That, no, what the White Sox would be asking for. So, like I said, Yoan. Uh, you know, Yoan, uh, uh, Eloy, guys like that, guys that are just like, we don't know who you are yet. Yeah. We still don't know who you are. After after years of playing with, you know, in the major leagues, we don't know what type of player you are yet. And either you're injured or, you know, you're doing some goofy in the outfield or you're not hitting in Johan's case. Like, there's always something with them. So I feel like those guys are, are definitely on the bubble this offseason. Yeah, them and the training staff because uh... – if they're, if they're not working out, you're not holding those guys accountable. It goes back to the same thing, right? They're not doing their workouts. They're not running the first hard, you know, during warm-ups. And, and, working you know, out at rings, wings and rings. That's where they're working out at. That's right. <laughs> like our kind of workout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, uh, the White Sox uh, finish up their series today as we're recording on Sunday against the Rockies. It'll probably be another loss because, you know, the Rockies have been putting football scores on our ass. And uh, we got the Mariners at home, the Athletics at home. Boo-hoo. Uh <laughs> we go play the Orioles, you're gonna get Spain, the Detroit, the Royals. Um I got one White Sox game still to go to, and that's uh in uh, September it might be September something. It's for the day of the dead. Uh so we're on September fifteenth, September sixteenth. That's the only reason I'm going to get that bobblehead uh, and, and to eat good food. I'm not really expecting the, the White Sox to be uh winning any more games. But um I'm gonna have a good time there, but you know what? Um I mean, if you get some cup tickets, I'll, I'll go see your team. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen the Sox game this year. Usually, I just get, I go to one. Yeah, but I haven't been there this year, and I'm like, man, maybe I shouldn't go at all. <laughs> like, I mean, just, we can go. It'll be super cheap. We can go like on a on a Wednesday and shit. Get tickets for five dollars. I'm down with that. Like, I don't mind. I don't mind it. I uh, want to watch good baseball, so I'll watch the other team. Exactly. It's kind of like when the Bulls sucked, and you'd be like, oh, we're going to go watch Kobe and LeBron yes. and Bosh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for oh, I cheap. I, I still can't believe they advertise that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the other, oh, the other <laughs> team. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's what they did, man. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be right back uh, with Stirring the Pot after a word from our sponsor. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. 
Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15
This is the the new one, the twenty three with uh, oh, Jazz so Chisholm on it. So you got a yeah, so, PS five or Xbox? Yeah, yeah, I got a, I got a PS five. So okay. like, I I'm like I was frustrated for the first month. 100%. Right, playing it because I'm like, how in the fuck am I like not hitting this baseball, bro? Yeah, like I'm watching the ball all the way in, like perfect, perfect, and it's still like a, a little dribbler to the pitcher. It's like, what the hell is going on? But then you know, look at some videos and you talk, like listen to some other uh, players and their strategies and how mm-hmm. their approaches, and it, you get you get better. So I'm, I'm getting better, but I, I still suck. <laughs> that's how i feel too because I, I was telling you offer that i played uh mlb 15 and i haven't played it in about i don't know two years when i it, it's literally saved on the hard disk because uh yeah. you can do that back then with that with the playstation and um i i everything i hit was like oh it's the third base it's the shortstop oh it's a dribbler to first base i'm like either i'm pulling it or i'm pushing it what am i doing wrong i need the ball in the air or it'd be a line shot to the left fielder. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And um, it took me a while. It took me about four or five games to, to figure it out. It's just the timing of it. Also, when I was putting the left joystick, uh, because it's pressure, it has a pressure sensor. When I would push down, it would check swing. And I was yeah. like, be so because you know you want to pull it or push it or or, or you want to swing upwards. But I, because I'm so like, I'd push it down and it would check swing. And it was like, okay, I need just to relax, let the ball come all the way in, watch it all the way through. Like, literally had to talk to myself. Like, I'm in a batting cage, just watch the ball all the way in. And, you know, the last game, it's just like at four in the morning, I hit eight home (laughs) runs. I hit eight, nine home runs in in one game, three with one guy that I pulled up from the minors. And uh, for some reason, this kid that I pulled up from the mic is just raking. Um, but it is. It's a very frustrating game, especially the hitting part. Um, I, I don't know how people do it. I, I guess I need to watch some more YouTube, but I also need a PS5. Um, but I'm really good at the pitching part. Like yeah. I can, I you know, you know, there's a hot and cold zones, but I like I mix up the pitches. Um, I have Salvador Perez on my team. So I'm like, whatever you call, bro. You call it, I throw it. It's going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no shows, man. That's surprising. Yeah, no, I, I haven't been watching anything. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy, man. Like I'm watching reruns of like Parks and Rec. Okay. Re- watching reruns of like The Office and stuff like that, but okay. nothing, nothing like new. Gotcha. Nothing new or nothing noteworthy. Okay. Um, the what I what I've watched is the uh, what is it called? The Dark Side of the Ring. You know what that is? It's a documentary oh, yeah, where they yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, different. Yeah. Every episode is a different wrestler, um, and the, the, they have the whole the whole, whole new seasons out there. They're about forty four minutes. Great, great stories, and it's narrated by Chris Jericho. Um, I think it's his his his, his series. So he, I think he's an owner or whatever producer. And uh, the first one I watched for the second season, it wasn't in, in any order, but I watched the uh, Marty Janetti story. Story. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Is that dude fucked up in the head? Yeah. Oh my God, he is so fucked up in the head, and then like he just tells he, these stories that are just extravagant, unbelievable. Um, but yeah, his and his leg is like this big, and he hasn't taken care of it. He's still trying to wrestle. I'm like, you gotta let it go, bro. You're gonna have a heart attack. You're gonna have an aneurysm. Like it, it's pretty bad, and it's it's very sad to see these because a lot um, most of these stories are very very sad because it's the dark side of wrestling, right? Um, mm-hmm. the drugs, the rock and roll lifestyle back in the eighties and nineties, and how the toll is taking on them now, and they can't, they can't let it go, they can't let it go. 
Um, no, man. Well, they they because those guys are like reaching, and and also I, I lied. Um, hard knocks. I'm watching hard knocks uh, mm, with the Jets. Mm. But um, but no, like like you mentioned, man. Like these guys, you know, I I, I guess it could happen to anybody. You reach right. a certain status. You reach this certain um notoriety how do i say it yeah notoriety like you're you're being held up on a pedestal you're yeah. you know thousands of people every night cheering for you or you know just there yeah. watching you do it's, it's like the rolling stones and it's, and, and it's bruce springsteen still yeah, fucking touring at 70 it's a drug man it is it, a it's, drug it's a legit it's a legit drug because it like if you don't if you've never had a bunch of like thousands of people like i, I can remember uh like a few football games that might have had like maybe a thousand people mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying maybe a, th- a couple games that i played maybe there was a thousand people there but other than that like you know having that experience and doing it over and over and getting that in that energy that that is pretty much absorbed by you as 100%. a performer that 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 shit's addicting man it's a drug like it really is yeah and, and I, I completely agree but like I've never played to that extent. Any, any, you know, I played at the Park District, and I did some stuff at high school, but I never had like a big crowd like that. But what I, I can equate it to is like you know, you go to Wrigley, and it's you know forty two thousand strong, and you feel that energy when you're watching a playoff game, and you're at home or at the bar, you feel that energy. You know, we score a touchdown, or you know, we hit a three pointer to, to win the game. You feel that energy, that rage of of joy, and it feels so good because it vibrates through you. When the Blackhawks won the when the uh, you know three goals in 17 seconds and all this stuff like i can't even imagine what it was like to be in the building and i felt that at a bar so yeah comedians right they're they're one of the their drug is to get laughter and they they can't leave it alone they got they gotta keep touring they gotta do clubs and it's like what's wrong with me i I also seen the the, uh there's a dark side of comedy too and those are really good the chris farley story and all that stuff so those guys, they crave that. They have to be on, mm-hmm. and sometimes they don't know how to turn it off. The Robin Williams, right. you know, the Chris Farley's, all the Belushi's, all that stuff. It, like you said, it, it is a huge drug. It's adrenaline that you're trying to trying to catch, trying to catch that lightning in a bottle, and it's 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 hard. And I get it, you know, because when I'm teaching, sometimes I, I I feel like I'm on and I'm like I'm busting jokes and I'm having a great time. And there's days that my jokes fall flat. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? <laughs> um, I think that's it for today. Yeah, I, I, I really haven't been watching. I'm almost done with The Flash. I've been falling asleep the, the last couple episodes because it's the same fucking shit over and over. I'm trying to just finish it. Um, trying to get through it. I just I was just in it for the, all the cameos from other other movies and other shows. But I'm on season seven. I think I got two more seasons on about 19 episodes. So I'll sleep through those. Um, I think that's it. Let's see. Oh, winning time. I started I started winning time. Oh, okay. The second season. I don't know if you've seen the first season. No, I haven't seen either. Oh, it is so oh, no, good. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, it I'm is go so it good. It is so good. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. I'm you know, I've been trying to clean this damn fucking house for years. I have so much I'm looking at the kitchen, there's memorabilia in the kitchen. <laughs> I have a Michael Jordan, a Derek Rose, uh uh canvas thing, I have Bears footballs. I'm like Oh, I need a bigger house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ivan. Thanks for coming on. Um, 
That's it for today. I know you got to get going. Everyone, thank you for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Great Clothing Company. Don't forget to go, uh, go to greatclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. So if you keyword True Chicago, use our promo code TrueFan15 at the checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Get your shirts now. Check out the rest of 606 Media lineup, which is the No Water on the Weekend with Steven and Sean, a pop culture forward podcast that dabbles in funny trivia, film, television, music, and Chicago-centric news and happenings. All uh, new episodes every single Monday. Shout out to Ronesh, Panic, Serious Beats, and Custom Made for the beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for your moment merch and gear. All right, y'all. For Ivan, thank you so much, sir. I am Absolutely. big, yeah. I am Big Z, and we'll see you guys next time for episode one fifty eight. And until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. A few moments later, you have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth, lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. <laughs> Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.